Dom- let's all do dominate in English in an English accent and see who's the best at it. Go ahead, uh, uh, intern. Let me hear. Oh dominate. Uh, I'll go next. <laughs> dominate. Just really quiet. Okay. Dominate. Mm. That's no? fine. Okay. Dominate. Maybe I'm gonna like dominate you. <laughs> I'm gonna walk down the fucking alley. And I'm going to dominate your ass against that fucking wall. You're going to dominate my asshole? I'm going to dominate your intergluteal <laughs> oh, cleft on against the wall. Why down are your eyes closed? There. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm, picture, I'm envisioning it. I'm picturing um, the separation of the cheeks, the hairy sweat. Do you know how strong my anus is? Are you referring to the muscles in your butt cheeks clenching and impacting my uh, Johnson. Yes, it, it could rip it right off. I don't think that's possible. It's like a Jastiff's mouth. I have a gigantic That is all. Thank you. cannot be broken easily. This is a turnoff. Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Daniel, there's a a topic that has come up recently um, at Sad Sack Studios, and that topic is vulnerability. Vulnerability. To be vulnerable. To be soft and weak, pathetic. And what that says about your willingness to be strong. Tonight, Daniel, I know. I I know. I'm sorry, Amanda, what'd you say? I get it. I know what what this is. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight, Daniel... There are lineups that have been boasted about in the past. There have been oh, there there has been sh- there's been things that have been said in the past, but I don't think that those things were said with the right amount of vulnerability. And tonight I think that this lineup is stronger. Jesus. More powerful? Hey, hey, Jay. Hey. Jay. <laughs> I think that this lineup could be the strongest lineup that we have ever had. Mm, virile. On, tri- on Trailer Park Podcast. Ever. It is so strong. That's a big statement, because we do not like to boast. I, I understand, and I don't think that anyone's going to be able to stop themselves from celebrating and being excited about absolutely everything, and just showering mm-hmm. this whole podcast with their charismatic joy. Jay! Yeah. I need my money! <laughs> So I need everyone our, our, to stand up, get out of the chair, mm-hmm. grab the nearest thing to them, mm-hmm. and spastically penetrate it. <laughs> <laughs> what number was that? Spastic penetration. You want to be careful though. You don't want to. You don't want to get in on 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 his territory. Right. Yeah. Um, we we can toss that back to one of the retro ones. I'm sure I missed a whole bunch in the earlier half of this show. I would like to extend a welcome to Amanda. Hello. And to Ivan. Hello. And I'd like to reluctantly allow the intern to say hello. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can we, intern, can you do that again, but more vulnerable? Mm-hmm. See, that sounds, <laughs> no, no. There's potential there to build strength. 
Yeah. Sorry. I didn't say aroused. Yeah. I was farting at the same time. It was kind of awkward. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Uh, Daniel, what do you have for us tonight uh, in terms of sexual positions for 85? And 85 is a nice one. You want to go ahead on this one? No, no, no. no. I just wanted to remind you hmm. when I was born, the year of my birth. Oh, the year of your birth. It is. That's unfortunate. God damn it. <laughs> <clears throat> no, it's not. It's not that unfortunate because in 85, it's over. It's time to relax. I feel like the last many sexual numbers, we've sort of gotten into the advanced territory of sexual numerology. I think with an 85, it's time to take a nice break. You have the nice soothing S shape of the five, the beautiful infinity of the eight. So this, of course, is taking a dildo and a fake pussy and using them to fuck each other. Videotape it. Get wild. Get crazy. Dress them up make characters, videotape it, then you casually and vulnerably masturbate to inanimate objects spastically penetrating each other. That's strong. 85. <clears throat> that was a strong, uh, a strong, strong sex- sexual mm-hmm. position. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's stronger. It shows creativity and discipline. <laughs> <laughs> you think you can do this shit? Yay! Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what do you do? You just play the <laughs> loop that in the background and... <laughs> clumsily clunk two sex toys together. <laughs> but it would be like like a Barbie, but like you've put like a life-size vagina between her legs. Yeah, but like, yeah. Because so, you have to have dolls. You can't just like, I mean, for the for the storyline, to develop the story. Right, you can't just have like a pelvis and a dildo. Right. Right. And you also want to make sure that it's like perverse and grotesquely out of proportion. So like little dolls and then normal dildos. Right. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm seeing. Okay. We'll are, we getting, are we getting into uh, video editing here where you wear the costumes with the dots all over them so you can digitally remove yourself from the image? <laughs> yeah, you're going to want some mocap. <laughs> you, wear the, you wear the sex toys and have actual sex with the sex toys on and mocap yourself out, yeah. And then if you want to do it intern style, you just add like uh, uh, Science of the Lambs score in the background yeah <laughs> there it is oh my God. that was strong daniel that was very strong <laughs> and now it's time for some true facts i love true facts <laughs> i love facts <laughs> I, lo- I love true facts you guys love facts back me i love facts i only want true facts i love fuckers I love facts. You two fuck faces need to give me some fucking facts now. <laughs> Intern, give me some facts. Fact blast me. Fuck me. <laughs> I'm gonna fact you all over your face. <laughs> blast with facts. Tonight, we will be focusing specifically on a very important event that occurred in 1985. Mm. It's your birth, Amanda. No, it's not. Oh. <clears throat> Get this. The world's first temporal displacement occurred in the parking lot of Twin Pines Mall on Saturday, October 26, 1985, at 2.20 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. True fact. It's true. It's true. And get this. Get this. The world's first time traveler was a dog, and he traveled exactly one minute into the future. That dog's name? Alternate true facts. Yeah. And get this, something called the flux capacitor is what makes time travel possible, and it was originally conceived on November 5th, 1955. But he had to steal the plutonium from the terrorists? That's not related to the flux capacitor. The amount of energy required to travel back in time 
is not what makes time travel possible, Daniel. The flux capacitor is what makes time travel possible. True Fox. Yes. He didn't refine his fuel source. The flux capacitor. He didn't refine his fuel source until later when you could, you could just use garbage. At first, he had to steal it from terrorists. And you know, there's only one thing I have to say to that, Daniel. No, fine. No, good. Fine. Good. <laughs> okay. What Nathan is bumbling his way toward is that 85 is the birth of one of his favorite franchises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm just really excited about when they remake it and ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, it's inevitable, right? I don't want them to do it. You don't want them to do it. It's a perfect movie <sighs> trilogy, but you know they will. No, just they whip won't. their dicks out and jizz all over his face. <laughs> do you know? Do you know why they won't? I think that one's already been made. Because Zemeckis is still alive, right? Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale have it written into their contracts that no one's allowed to remake or do anything with Back to the Future until they're dead. Until they're dead. And then the estate would then take over. So it would be their children. And if their children have any honor whatsoever, this is to you. I speak to you, children of Zemeckis and children of Gale. Don't you fucking do it. They will have squandered the fortune by then. They'll be needing some extra cash flow. Yeah, come on. Let's remake it right now, but like in 2017 standards. So first of all, got to flip everything that's in the movie. Flip the races, flip the genders. No. So we're going to need Morgan Freeman as Doc. No. <laughs> no. No, it would have to be a black lady. Sorry, it's it? in the human form. Shoot it. <laughs> yeah, do we have like a like a lithe-bodied uh like French Arabic woman to play Marte? Marte. This is I'm going to play a clip that explains to you how I feel right now. It was then that I realized that I was going to spend the rest of my life with him. <laughs> Ted? (laughs) (laughs) Children of Gale and children of Zemeckis, hear me now. Don't be a slacker. Stay stronger. Stay stronger. Hey, hey, Jay! Hey, Jay! Can't take it anymore. Can't (laughs) can't take what anymore? You know what I can't. Later tonight, (laughs) and I lean in close, and I'm like, can you call me Jake? (laughs) (laughs) Ah... I was expecting more sass from my Back to the Future True Facts. I was expecting you to call them Fox News, but that's Fox okay. News. Yeah. <laughs> Alternate True Fox. It's Fox News. True Fox and Fox News. Go mm-hmm. fuck your news with your Fox News. <laughs> Here on Trailer Park Podcast. Daniel, I think it's time for the, uh, for the Q&A. What do you think? Oh, wow. It's been a while. Daniel, there are some really important questions that Nathan needs to ask you. (laughs) All right, guys. It's time to play Are You Nowski? (laughs) How long did it take you to coordinate that? What are you saying? Uh, are you Nofsky? Nofsky. Are you Nofsky? Are you Nofsky? <laughs> okay. Christ. 
The cool million was surveyed, and the top five answers are on the board. Oh, yeah. Name something. <laughs> name something that spies in movies always carry. Daniel? Hmm. A gadgety watch. Oh! Amanda? Oh, I have to answer, too? Um, I don't know. What do they carry, honey? A gun? Oh! Ivan? Um, a pen that will trigger a bomb. Oh! <laughs> Intern? A suit. <laughs> I'm sorry. The correct answer was a finely tailored suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to need you to be more yeah. specific. Yeah. <laughs> um, name a word a judge might yell out during a tennis match. Daniel? Fault? Oh! <laughs> Amanda? Out. Oh! <laughs> Ivan? Uh, let. Another one! Intern? 40 to 30. Fedra. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Have to be more specific. That was pretty specific. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Name something people do when they see a horror movie. Daniel? Scream. Oh! Amanda? Close their eyes. Another one! Ivan? Cry. Oh! Intern? Touch yourself in the oh, theater. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. What's the number one answer? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't about that. <laughs> it's time to continue playing. Are you Nowski? You could even add in a little. A bunch of drunks playing board games. Guys, guys, real quick, can you guys just say this all at once? That's actually all me. <laughs> wow. You just <laughs> layered your voice. From different areas in my room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Multiple choice. Which of the following is true about Aronofsky's Batman year one that never came to fruition? Ooh. A. Catwoman was going to be an abused prostitute. B. Bruce Wayne was going to live as a homeless vagrant. C. The Batcave was going to be in an abandoned subway station. Or D, Warner Brothers read the finished script and decided it was too dark and chose not to do it. <laughs> Pretty sure it's D. D. <laughs> but all the above, I think. Gentlemen? Ivan? D. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with an A, B, C, D. Uh, yes. Uh, Daniel and, unfortunately, intern, yes. All the above, yes. Makes sense. Need like a nice little Marissa Tomei in there. Oh God, she would have been great. And then, uh, yeah. Imagine you're Rizia. And isn't Batman? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have my whip? Um, and then uh, I feel like Batman Begins was almost that way. He is sort of like, I'm so sick. I'm so rich, and I don't have my parents. I need to go train in the mountains. I'm sad. I'm full <laughs> of feelings. Yeah. Except in Aronofsky's version, he would have gone. He wouldn't have gone anywhere. He would have stayed in the streets. Mm-hmm. Right. And got really fucking dark. Actually, the article I was reading was Frank Miller, and it's Batman Year One is Frank Miller's graphic novel. So he was saying that when he met Aronofsky and they started collaborating, that Aronofsky is the only person he's ever met that's had a darker vision of Batman than he did. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, until he and I have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On the budding romance between J-Law and Dinoffs. 
Does it even exist? In a recent interview, J-Law states that she was drawn to Dean Offs because, A, she can't get enough of guys from Harvard, B, he's dynamite in the sack, C, he finds the Kardashians to be vastly disappointing, or D, he's brilliant and she never feels confused. Mm, B and D. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. D, yes, B, I don't know, possibly, probably, probably. He doesn't have a space between his teeth. Is this not an all of the above again? Although, I don't know, when you're that into somebody for their brain, it doesn't even matter that they suck in bed. Yeah, but like, you then... They're like, use your brain powers. (laughs) There's a correlation between being dark and being able to be intensely intimate. Is there? There is. Mm. Or maybe there's like... A connection between being dark and like, yeah, that mental connection where the girl just wants to cock worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The I point... Like, I like that yeah. phrase, cock worship. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, thanks, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> You're Actually, it is true that um, J-Law had a tent on the set of Mother. Do you guys know about this? No. 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 You guys heard about this? <laughs> Get this. Um, yeah, there's a tent that she had to decompress... And it was a Kardashian tent, and it had uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians playing on a loop, and it had Kardashian all over the place. And apparently, J-Law is a huge Kardashian fan and loves to watch it. And Why does she keep disappointing me? Aronofsky, Aronofsky is vastly disappointed by, <laughs> by her or by the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yeah, I get it. It's like when I come in, it's like when I come in from outside and you're watching like Teen Moms 2. Yeah, but I mean, I've just become really invested in the characters. The Kardashians are I'm or what's wrong with America? Even though I don't want to defend her, I'm sure she they said it was a decompression tent. That's that's, true. that's the sicker part of the story. Is that <laughs> that's necessary. Yeah, that a like super highly paid actress yeah. needs to Decompress like, from oh, a job. I already get top priority on this set, but I need a tent <laughs> where I can just the watch director. brainless well, that's, television. That's uh, because someone her- bring me some wine. <laughs> My independent drama didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, but her tent having a theme is probably just you know because she can. A guy's tent theme is in his pants. Just hey, jerk. Ooh. Hey, he just jerks <laughs> off. That's how he decompresses, right? Yeah. Doesn't matter yeah, what the have theme a is. room in this house. Yeah, exactly. Every like, room in my house. It's like a womb. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. It's time to continue playing. Are you Nafsky? I can't handle that. That's just you. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I'm, and you can talk to Chelsea about it. She watched me do it. Uh, true or false? Darren Aronofsky did not allow plastic bottles on the set of Noah. Hmm. True? True. True. You don't want that like shit slipping even, into a shot. Not even like reusable ones? Like, Correct. Oh, my bottle of water. It had to do with the environmental impact that the story of Noah implies. Mm. Uh, when Emma Watson got sick from drinking some old water in a non-plastic mug on the set of Noah, Aronofsky told her to use it for the scene. True. Please be true. True. Yes. That's directing. You just take those fucking pathetic actors and like, shut up. Just shake for the camera, you <laughs> son of a bitch. He compares J-Law's raw talent to Michael Jordan. Oh, what? True. Later. We did find out in the later years that Michael Jordan was a big prick. True. <laughs> 
Uh, and J-Law hyper, hyperventilated and dislocated a rib during a scene in Mother, and after they put her on oxygen, Aronofsky told her that it was out of focus and they had to do it again. <laughs> That's got to <laughs> be true. <laughs> oh! And he said that because a, there's no such thing as a dislocated rib. Well, I saw different articles. One said that she broke a rib. One said that she dislocated a rib. Either way, she hyperventilated. She was on oxygen. He was right. a prick. And she actually told him to fuck off after he said that. But, but if you dislocate it, don't you just break it? There's no, like, joint well, <laughs> it was going into. It's just a sturdy. I went. I went with dislocated because, like, three articles said dislocated in the headline and one article said broken. So I was like, it's probably the three. But now that you're talking to me like that, I'm like, I don't really know what's going on in the rib. <laughs> Are you so, touching your own ribs right now? All I know is that I think that both of them were made stronger because of that happening to them. Hey, hey, Jay! Hey, Jay! See, I'm like sad that he's with Jay Law, but then can I think of anyone that he should? Oh, Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quick. He was with Rachel Weiss. They have a kid together. That's huh. that's better. That seems better. Yeah. Now she's with James Bond. Yeah. Well, so, but I'm confused Ooh. though because I thought that the rumor was Anna, Anna Ferris, Anna Ferris, whatever the fuck her name is, and Chris Pratt broke up because of J-Law. Like, is she? Hmm. I haven't seen a lot of truth around. to that. But there are pictures of J-Law, and this is only because I've been doing research for the episode. This is not because I'm interested in in following Aronofsky and his relationships around. But they have admitted to having a relationship, and they she is like walking Aronofsky's son and leaving his house and stuff. So it's happening. He is banging someone pounding that vag. Yeah. The uh, only good Hollywood couples are the ones you never hear about. There's good Hollywood couples. They're all bad. They're all sick. (laughs) They're all sickening. Are you guys ready for the battle cry for tonight's episode to get everybody jacked up? Battle Mm, cry. Haven't we been just hearing it over and over? Jake! Jake! Our headliner tonight, Daniel, is the Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Oh my God. Kingsman, the Golden Compass. (laughs) We. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I saw in you what someone once saw in me. Something that can't be taught. The makings of a Kingsman. Being a Kingsman is more than the clothing we wear or the weapons we bear. It's about being willing to sacrifice for the greater good. I hope you're ready for what comes next. So I face 
So soothing. Worried or excited? I think we should let uh, the resident so-called British person <laughs> take the reins on this first one, being that it is about British spies. Oh, he does have top authority. You're right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Well, I am extremely excited. Let me tell you. The sad thing is, though, I'm excited about Channing Tatum being in it more than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I love the guy, and he can only make it better. So that's good stuff. Are you satisfied with everything that they are carrying with them as spies? Um, I didn't see a pen that could set off a bomb, so I'm a little disappointed so far, but I'm yeah, sure they'll show up. Don't think I saw any watch work in there. No, either. yeah. They yeah. seem to be focusing on the glasses more than anything else. They're definitely not wearing suits. They're wearing some really nice suits. I didn't finally see tailored suits. Yeah, finally tailored suits. Yeah. yeah, you were told to be more specific in your answer. Mm. Yeah, they, they enter their like secret spy headquarters through a tailor. Mm. <laughs> so basically what you're saying, Ivan, is that you enjoyed the original. You love the fact that they're making a sequel. You're embracing the sequel. You're excited about it. You're British. Uh, all over it, yeah. Yeah. He's been vulnerable to uh, uh, it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Be strong with yeah. Eggsy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you just, hey, hey. Don't get me started. You want to use the word strong. You're going to open up a can of worms. Yes. Amanda, open up that can. What do you got for (laughs) me? What do you got for me? Uh, Super duper pumped. Love the first one. I remember when I bought the movie. What did I buy it on? Blu-ray? DVD? Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. Blu-ray. I bought it for myself but somehow daniel just took it from me you bought it for me i didn't buy it for you <laughs> you bought it for me i bought it for us you don't collect movies i collect movies you, you obviously you didn't bought it live me. here at the time i have like 12 movies <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me anyway it, it looks great uh colin firth is the better colin glad that he's not fully dead i guess or something and well, the reports of his death have been greatly exaggerated. Right. He stopped the bullet with his powerful British eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'll come in behind that and say also super duper excited. The first one hit me right in the feels. It didn't hit me in the no, not, not in the feels, but it was more <laughs> like wasn't sure what to expect and then had a total blast watching it. So I can't wait for this one. Great song usage in the trailer. And uh Oh, yeah, that song makes me think of my grandpa in a good way. And it looks funny and charming. And I, I fucking love that guy who's their little little gadget mm-hmm. assistant. Mm-hmm. Usually plays a bad guy. Mark Strong. Yeah. yeah. Mark 
strong. And I'm going to come in behind you <laughs> with, yes, this is excellent trailer selection. Yes, a strong headliner. This is a sequel to a movie that was kind of, I, I mean, I, it was on my radar, the original, right from the get-go. I remember we did this in one of our first Trailer Park Podcast lineups. It was a trailer number five, though. It was, a, it was a back end, and it was future-dated. It was coming out, you know, in the future. And I, I think it surprised everyone. Surprise hit. Everybody loved it. Everybody embraced it, except my parents, the heads explosions. They didn't like that very much. But and they were the, done so adorable. Yeah, the anal sex jokes, too. <laughs> you bring out anal sex, and my mom's like, ugh, well, She makes noises, and they leave the theater and stuff. It's, it's <laughs> dramatic. It's dramatic. But I felt the first entry was strong. The second entry looks also equally strong. I'm not, you know, a big Channing Tatum guy, especially his name, Channing Tatum. It just sounds like he's doing something in the back room with somebody. <laughs> oh, it just sounds like you're just chewing on asshole. Oh, I'm with man. Ivan on this. I feel like Channing always like adds a l- just like a little bit of charm to yeah. every movie yeah. he's in. He surprises you. I got some more respect for him, <laughs> except for Hateful Eight. In no, he was uh, great in that. I loved it when he appeared. <laughs> Hail Caesar. I developed respect for him because I was like, oh, yeah. oh, wow, he can dance. He's actually good at this. That's that's great. Good work, Channing. Magic Mike. He was actually a stripper. You know I'm that, right? I'm not watching Magic Mike unless you burden it. It's a Soderbergh film. It's worth it for Mike. It's like weirdly depressing. You'd like it more than you think, actually. <laughs> no, no the, that one guy makes the whole, he's, he's the reason that it's watchable. What's that, that giant dude that's hilarious, <laughs> yeah. Mike Bettigliano or whatever his name is? Yeah. But would... Watching Magic Mike make me more vulnerable or stronger? Uh, you just start fucking dudes as soon as you start watching it. So it's instant. I'm here. Stronger for sure. For another couple days. Stronger yeah. for sure. Yeah, you need to just start doing some push ups if you want to be gay. Trust me. We're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited about Kingsman 2, mainly because of the guy from Game of Thrones with that whip. Whew. Looking good, buddy. Yeah. Right? The Viper. He's throwing that whip around. He looks awesome. He's an entertaining guy. He looks tip top. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad that he's getting, he's showing up everywhere. Yeah, like the yeah. Great Wall. Yeah, he was in the Great Wall too. Yeah. 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 And I was excited about the Great Wall. Mm-hmm. And Matt Damon's <laughs> top knot. Which I know. Not, carry. not so hot yeah. on you wearing the top knot. Yeah. And taking selfies of yourself and spreading around. That is not going to make you stronger. <laughs> but, sir, okay, go ahead, intern. Tell us what you think of this movie. I think uh, I'm going to order that suit. That first red red suit. I'm going to order it. I'm going to wear it. It is a spanking suit. I'm going to wear it, and then I'm going to watch this movie wearing that suit with my top knot, and I will be Golden Compass excited. Mommy, why is that well-dressed man fucking a fake <laughs> pussy with a dildo? It's Golden Circle. I know. I was... Uh, That's what an 85 is called. Golden Compass. <laughs> golden Compass? The golden Circle. <laughs> He didn't want to confuse it, so he went. He decided to betray the title of the Daniel. movie. <laughs> wow. All right. This is a previous reference. Also, I want the filth of the Firth. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. Everybody. The filth of the Firth. I just want him to come out of a little, <laughs> of a little pond in a white shirt every day. I want him to come out of a little pond in white underwear. I think that's a Love Actually reference, except he's not... No, it's not a love actually reference. No. It's a Pride and Prejudice reference. Oh. Yeah. Like Pride a really small pond, like he's he just laying on his stomach yeah. inches under the water and that's the stamp. It's <laughs> his pond at Pemberley. 
I've got some gun. I've, I've, I've got some serious acronyms flying around in my head right now. And then later, Elizabeth some... Bingley's like, I fell in love with him when I saw his house. <laughs> I need I need some FOF coming out of the PA, coming from the PAP out of the P-O-N-D. Mm. Mm. The filth of Firth coming coming from the Prince of Pride and Prejudice out it's of the strong CF. <laughs> it's a strong, filthy Firth. Well, the filthy Firth. I was first. It's <laughs> <laughs> our first ever double buzzer. Yeah. Um, trailer number two tonight, Daniel, stars Steve Carell and Emma Stone in a true story about tennis called The Battle of the Sexes. True fact. He can't fuck this. He can't fuck this one up. There's no wordplay there. Battle of the sexes. See? Told you. Here we stop. Don't predict what kind of jokes I'm going to make. Here. <laughs> go. Would anyone else like to share? How about you in the back with the glasses, sir? My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Okay, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Who's right, dealing? Bobby, please. Who's that? Hello? Eureka, Billy Jean! It's Bobby Riggs. I had a great idea. Male chauvinist pig versus hairy leg feminist. You're still a feminist, right? I'm a tennis player who happens to be a woman. Don't hang up. Uh, by the way, I shaved my legs. Billy Jean King, already a champion of women's rights, is now the most successful female player of all time. I am not saying that women don't belong on the court. Who would pick up the balls otherwise? Oh my God. There's not a single thing I don't hate about Bobby Riggs. You know what I'm doing? I'm cooking. I'm cooking! I won the triple in Wimbledon. I could beat Billie Jean King. Does she have the nerve? Call Bobby. Tell him it's on. So, Billie Jean, what do you want? Don't get me wrong, I love women, in the bedroom and in the kitchen. What are you talking, Bobby? The more nonsense you spell, the worse it's gonna be when you lose. I'm gonna be the best. That way I can really change things. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna put the show back in chauvinism. Bobby's a clown. This whole thing's an act for him. Business, sports, you name it. At the very top, it's the man's world. It's when we want a little bit of what you've got. That's what you can't stand. 40 million people are watching. The battle you've all been waiting to see. No, I'm done talking. Let's play. The battle of the sex. Intern, worried or excited? I have never been more... <laughs> Excuse you. Whoa. Let's try that again. <laughs> Whoa. How many of these fucking episodes have you done? That you don't wait for the bell. Everyone excited. <laughs> I believe that there is only one true winner in this movie, and it is Emma Stone. She comes along and just gets better and better with each performance. She's turning into one of the greatest actresses of our time. She's going to demolish Steve Carell in tennis. It will be a joy to watch. Steve Carell is acting like a real. Um, Tom Cruise Magnolia, but a softer version of that. It's going to be entertaining. I'm excited to watch this. You know, I'm excited to talk story, about right? it on Advantage Deuce. 
It's based on a true story. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, the trailer also said that. And but they read. talk about it oh, right. in Billie Jean Court all the time. Anyway, I'm excited. How can you not be excited? If you're not excited, then uh, you're just being a big sourpuss. Well, what if they don't give a shit about tennis? Yeah. It, does, it looks or, like they're not even going to be playing very much tennis. Or lesbians. Well, then you're an asshole. Oh. I Take it away. Daniel? Yeah, this I've known this like about this story since I was a kid. I like tennis enough. No, almost normally I would not be into a movie like this. But there is something fun about the way Steve Carell and Emma Stone are coming at this <laughs> and the sort of lighthearted feel of the movie has that like, oh, I missed it in theaters, but then I caught it like one Sunday afternoon and really liked it kind of feeling to it <laughs> so uh yeah i think i'm excited i think i might give this one a watch and i agree i in the rare rare circumstances of this i agree with the intern in that i think uh emma stone has proven to be a much better sort of sponsor of a new generation of actresses than what we thought j-law was gonna be right uh, can can you just say that one part um i need i need to hear that again well, he didn't say he loves said, fucking little boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You see, you get no validation from this show in turn because you're trying to do something here and La La Land has not been viewed by anyone except you and me. No, I watched it. Ivan's also seen it. We're Ivan. talking about Battle of the Sexes. Did you love La La Land? Um, I'm a big fan of musicals, so I did. That's fine. You do you, hun. <laughs> uh, the way you formed that made it seem like you're the right big person. Big fan of musicals, and right it was now. okay. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I yeah. just like musicals, so I was on board. Because I've previously said that I enjoy musicals, I'm now defined into a box, and I have to say that I liked it. Would you say you like it as much as you're British? That's not being vulnerable, nor is it being strong, Ivan. <laughs> What about this? Are you up for the battle of the sexes, Ivan? I am up for it. Nice. Um, I like Steve Carell and these quirky roles that he's been playing. Kind of goofy. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it looks like a lot of fun. And I don't, I like Emma Stone as well. So, should be a good time. Also, the aspect of like seeing a person just take advantage of a marketing idea. Like, he's not that chauvinistic. He's not that ridiculous. But he's like, hey, I think we could play this up in a way that'll both be entertaining <laughs> stupid attack social commentary you know bring some of bring my fading career back into the light your should have better career into the light it's kind of got an andy kaufman yes feel to it but it also i just love some of the lines in the trailer like i'm cooking (laughs) i'm cooking he's hitting it with a frying pan yeah no i love them in the bedroom i love them in the kitchen yeah Well, who's going to pick up the balls otherwise? I'm putting the show <laughs> yes, back in chauvinist. It's so great. Yeah. <laughs> I love the opening scene, too. With the, They're not doing it good enough. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to deal. Who's in? Are you with me? Uh, yeah. No, I'm excited. I like Emma Stone in, any, in everything other than La La Land. And I like uh, Steve Carell a lot as well in everything except Foxcatcher. Yeah, fuck that movie. So... Here's to both of them redeeming themselves, even though she won an Oscar for that horrid piece of garbage <laughs> known as La La Land. Uh, Amanda. It must have been a bad performance. Yeah. Uh, uh, excited. Uh, just piggyback off everybody else. Uh, Steve Carell is a great actor. 
much better than I would have ever expected him to be 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like it when he's being an ass. <laughs> so, and I was actually sold by the fact that this is the Little Miss Sunshine director. Mm. So I love that movie. And if it has that same sort of offbeat comedy that it seems to have from the trailer and that Sunshine has, then I, I think I'm going to really love it. And I'm going to probably see it several times. So mm-hmm. not in the theater, but, you know, in life. Excited. It's been a long time coming, but oh boy. the fulcrum is here. It's stronger. Oh Aronofsky in the fulcrum position. It is mother. Favorite director doing my favorite genre. Darren Aronofsky's mother. Here we go. We spend all our time here. I want to make a paradise. She redid all of it. Every last detail. And she breathed life back into every room. Are you happy? I love you. Come in. Hello. Hello. He's a stranger. We're just gonna let him sleep in our house. Hello. Hello. Did you know he had a wife? He has pictures of you in his luggage. What were you doing in their luggage? Daniel, are you excited about Mother? (laughs) Yes, I'm excited about Mother. And now that I've seen the trailer a few times, I think I have a better understanding of what's possibly happening. Not as, well, we'll never know. We don't know until we see it. But before I was like just sort of bewildered, like, oh my God, there's so much crazy shit going on. What is this? I can't piece it together. Now it seems like we might almost have like a Rosemary's Baby remake. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It sort of got that vibe. Javier Bardem looks like he might be the devil or at least some sort of like voice of the devil or counterpart of the devil. All these people are coming out to this house and freaking Jennifer Lawrence out because she has no idea what's going on because she's the fucking vessel for the new Satan. That's what it looks like. 
now they're probably going to have some unique and creative twists and turns in there because this is Aronofsky. You can notice just from the trailer that there's lots of, if you're looking to strike a chord of tension, every instrument being played in that trailer is just a taut thing, a taut string, a taut drumhead, a taut <laughs> everything. So yeah, it looks, it's going to be quality. It's going to be dark uh, and it's going to be better than you think it is. Excited. Amanda? Uh, everything my, the love of my life just said. Um, and then also I love Javier Bardem and his capacity to be very, very scary. Mm -hmm. And, and on the flip side, very endearing and very loving and sweet. Like the, the first couple of scenes from the trailer make me think of Vicky Cristina Barcelona and how like enigmatic he is and sexy and I'm like, oh, yeah, I do love him. And then it's like, oh, my God, I'm fucking scared of this guy. He's so strong. He's so strong and big and weird looking. And um, Ed Harris, Michelle uh, Pfeiffer. Yeah. Eh, God, she's great, too. Michelle pumped. Cannot wait. Opening weekend. Excited. Gentlemen. Go ahead. Um, that score has me so excited. I, I want to be watching this with a full set of nails. That'll disappear. I plan on chewing them off <laughs> while watching this movie. I'm going to build them up for three weeks. <laughs> Grow up my nails outside. Yeah. I, just, I just feel that the tension that I'm going to experience in this is going to be very, very strong. Oof. And I am also very excited to have Aronofsky not doing Noah. I like Noah. I do not. But the rest of his movies that I've seen or tip top anyhow very <laughs> excited for mom i don't think that was very strong mom. to take a shot at noah because you yeah. don't understand it that's that's not being vulnerable and it's not being strong ivan uh, i too am excited i agree with what everyone said the music and the trailer really just puts you on edge and except you... the petty comments from the intern about Noah. right yeah. don't agree with that yeah. okay, okay. Thought that was the <laughs> only thing we agreed on <laughs> Um, I like the fact that this filming this movie gave someone what, a dislocated rib from hyperventilating. Broken rib, Broken apparently. Rib. Yeah, that because that means that I will just full out have a heart attack at some point, <laughs> and that's awesome. You have to rush out to your tent, put some Kardashians. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'll just pop it up in the theater yeah. around me. <laughs> I guess that that could have been the, actually that should have been one of the questions tonight. <laughs> Have to talk to the sad sack producers. Um, <clears throat> like, what is your decompression tent? <laughs> what is your decompression tent? Well, I got to tell you, obviously I'm excited, but I also have spent a lot of time swimming around in, in information about Mother and Aronofsky as well. There's not a lot of information being released about Mother. He's keeping it close to the vest. They're moving up the release date. It seems like that's the reason why they're moving up the release date is to stop leaks and to keep it. Uh, a mystery. However, I want to say that if you haven't read anything about this movie or about the speculation that people are making about it, like you're right in line with what a lot of people are saying about Rosemary's baby and the devil and her being a vessel. That's something that is being said a lot. Um, so that's interesting that if you're pulling that and you haven't read anything, then you're on board with a lot of what people are saying. There's also yeah. some character posters of her and Javier Bardem where they both have a lock, like an Easter egg inside the poster of a lock with Pisces on it, mm. which are making people think of the story of Pisces, and they're also getting lost in Aronofsky's biblical obsession that he has, and that this could possibly 
have some sort of biblical twist as maybe the house is in itself the beginning of creation or something. Could be. There's good shit to pull from in there. Yeah, I don't I don't know. All I know is that it's going to be, yeah, obviously quality and uh, the performance. I mean, we've talked in the past. I mean, obviously, Requiem for a Dream, Marlon Wayans. Right. Like, right? Like, if he can bring that out of Marlon Wayans, then what the fuck are we in store for with actors of a higher caliber? you know, especially of the highest caliber. And one of the quotes I heard from Bardem about um, Lawrence is that she has, and this is big to me because I have a lot of respect for Bardem's acting ability. Um, He said that she has the unique ability to create pain when pain does not exist, that a lot of actors need pain to pre-exist to create pain, and she doesn't need that. This is a very oddly specific compliment to give somebody. Right about their acting prowess. So I just, I find shit like that interesting. Her multiple personalities are strong. This movie also has people in it that weren't in the trailer, like Kristen Wiig is in this movie. Huh. Yeah. And Domhnall Gleeson and Brian Gleeson are both in this movie. So the father and son Gleesons are in this movie. It's going to be interesting. I'm glad you brought up that point because that is one of Aronofsky's like finer talents is the ability to bring good acting out of anyone. And I think given... Like, the fact that he's not afraid to walk up to somebody who's just hyperventilated and is on an oxygen machine and say, we have to do it again. Or or to walk up to somebody who's dehydrated and sick and say, put it into the scene. Like, I bet you it has to do with his delivery. Because everybody magnets to this guy. And he never compromises. With Batman Year One, he said, this is how I am going to do it. This is my script. And the production company said we're not going to do it with you because we don't want to do your vision and we know you're not going to bend on it so let's just walk away he's just uncompromising and ruthless and gets what he wants and i mean hell i mean if he put his if he pulled his his dick out i'd probably suck it so (laughs) there you go i'm excited daniel too yeah is he attractive i don't even know no he's not even that he's like a regular looking dude yeah Uh, i would but i mean i think that says a lot right like his when somebody's personality can make you do things sexually then come on Maybe his penis is really attractive. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it's really it's the best looking penis. Ever. Maybe it's maybe it's really strong. Damn it. Can we I just started? get to the fucking oh. end of this? Noski. All right. Trailer number four is a little bit unique. Tough, tough act to follow, but it's called Loving Vincent. Loving Vincent. Here we go. Van Gogh killed himself. How does a man go from calm to suicidal in six weeks? So, what brings you to Orver? I want to do something for Vincent. You're not going to stir things up again, are you? I've had quite enough weeping over that nutcase. His neighbors and the police. Get out of there! And the whole town against an ill man. Vincent, what have you done? We all knew 
Something was very wrong. Vincent! If only I could have been one of them. Great artists are not peaceful souls. That is the price of your path. Is it worth it? Did he change his mind? Did he want to live after all? You want to know so much about his death. But what do you know of his life? I would like to show by my work what this nobody has in his heart. Your loving Vincent. Ivan, word are excited. Um, yeah, I'm just super excited about the artwork. Um, the movie, I like give or take, Vincent right. Van Gogh. <laughs> But just watching it, it's like I'm mesmerized by the pictures and like the way it's done. So I'm I'm gonna have to say excited, otherwise I'd be crazy. Yes, thank you. Then and because you voiced my own opinion so perfectly, I'm gonna come in right behind you because yes, don't really care about the van. Uh, first of all, I don't want to ha- spend two hours going. Oh right, it's Van Gogh, <laughs> not Van not Van Gogh. And then I really don't care about his love story or whatever actual pain he was feeling. I'm sure it was dramatic and uh, important. Uh, the artwork, even though I feel like I may get sick a little bit during it, I got to give it credit for just having the balls to make a full feature <laughs> film and fucking paint. So, yes, excited for that reason alone, I think. Well, plus you only have to suffer through Van Gogh for an hour and a half. Right. Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Van Gogh. <laughs> Come on, intern. Jizz all over this. I know you want to. Oh, there's lots to jizz over. Um just try to there's some background try not to get it on the table and 250 different oil painters painting the same way that van gogh did just try to be respectful of where you're putting it well open up Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) son of a bitch and uh they spent years years making this just think of if you were to do an animated cartoon and they do like 20 frames a second to do that with oil paintings. Mm-hmm. That is fucking unbelievable. This is an achievement in itself. It doesn't even matter if it's good or not. Just like the sheer amount of energy and expertise put into it is going to make it worth this. This looks like a beautiful thing. You could probably turn off and put music on in the background and watch it like Baraka and just enjoy it for the visual feast that you're going to get. Super Van Gogh is excited. Yes. Yeah, this is it's this waking life team America. <laughs> I think waking life I'm, is I'm probably a good example. That. Team America is amazing. Because they did the same kind of thing where they filmed people and then did art over it, but waking life was drawn and this is oil painting. Are you yeah. saying that Link later watched the trailer for this and was like <clears throat> Like, stole my idea and did a way better job. Whatever. Oh, you did it a little bit more difficult? Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I trailblazed and you decided to oil paint in my in, yeah. in my footsteps. They probably could have started at the same time, and this is just how long it's taken to make they, this one. They make a second one, because he went ahead and made Scanner Darkly. Yeah. Which I don't I've, know what you're talking about. I've never seen that movie. Which yet. I've never seen. I've never seen Scanner Darkly. I liked it. I like throwing out that stuff, because I'm just like, burden it. Don't <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, what do you think about uh, loving Vincent? Do you love Vincent? Uh, well, okay. Uh, we've we've all talked about the amazingness of the painting, and I'm on board with that and excited about that. And 
that's all great. But I think I would probably rather turn off the story and put on music like Intern said, because the actual story bores me to tears. And I just have this like super hostility toward overly emotional artists. And so I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about your feelings. Like, like when you see him like, like hammering his painting to pieces, you're like, oh, get over God, it. God, get over it. <laughs> what if Pull they show yourself him, together. What if they show him chopping off his ear? I'm sure they will. And I'll be like, that was stupid, too. What yeah. are you doing? Did you do it for a girl? Did you get her? God. Yeah. Do you think she wanted an ear? Mm-hmm. Just like what so a drama excited, queen. excited, but I don't want to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> well... I I just picture the makers of this movie like getting criticized by their collaborators like dude this is going to be boring you know and they're and they're like no it doesn't matter everyone's going to love it because of the painting it doesn't matter yeah it can be trailer it's nonsense really bo- we'll we'll cut it really aggressively we'll make it an hour and a half and that way people who say automatically assume it's going to be 2 hours will be like oh well it's only an hour and a half i can handle that you know I'll be all right. Um, what's the famous painting by Van Gogh? Starry, Starry Night. Starry Night. Yeah. Starry Night. Yeah, I have socks with Starry Night on them. Oh, I have the so same socks. I feel like I have to say I'm excited. Twinkie socks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm in a sock club. I get socks in the mail every month. One of them was that painting, the Starry Night on the socks. I, I kind of like them. I think they're kind of one of my favorites. So, and I actually went back when I was a video store. I had a guy come in and... Is one of those regular customers that just starts talking to you and automatically assumes that you're interested in what he's saying <laughs> and you just let him ramble on. And he had this whole obsession with Starry Night and putting music to it. And I think that's weird for that to come full circle with oh, this. He must be creaming his pants right now. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, that guy. He was a bit older. So if he's still alive, hey, shout out. You're going to love this shit. And I... <laughs> I'm also going to be fascinated by some of the imagery, especially like the black and white imagery, actually, more than the colored. Mm-hmm. I, I found that to be more appealing. Maybe it's because I like blacks and grays and depressing Your colors. Dark soul. Darkness. I'm excited about it. Cold, cold heart. I feel vulnerable. You like to be vulnerable, yeah. Makes Go, me, next trailer. Makes me stronger. <laughs> makes me stronger. Trailer number five, Daniel. My name is Nathan, and I am a Gyllenholic. And we're about to watch a trailer that made me cry earlier today. Jake! And it is Stronger, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, future Academy Award winner. Oh, so that's where the fucking theme comes from, you prick. <laughs> Stronger. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, listen up. This young lady here is running the marathon. So skip around and donate to a good cause. Hey, I'm going to be there at the finish line for you. I'm going to make a big sign for you. More than 27,000 runners in today's Boston Marathon. Jeff Bowman? So I gotta 
tell you, there was an explosion. And your legs, they're gone, bro. I'm sorry. You don't owe me anything. So, Jeff, we're going to take these bandages off? Everybody wants to see you. He's a real hero, my son. What are you doing? Uh, talking to you. What are you doing? Dancing. You need to tell your family what's going on with you. Dad, get away from me. Get away from me! You try and make a hero out of me. Listen up. Ultra's coming. Oh, my God! I'm sorry. I can't do this. I can't do it. I gave up my family. I'm not giving this up. I can't! I can't do it! Why do you even want me? You showed the world that they can't break us no matter what the hell they do. We came here to say thank you. The whole world's watching you, kid. This time I just want to give up and now I want to see the world from higher up. It's always going to be pain. I just want to live. Nathan excited or excited? Hey, hey, Jay! Hey, Jay! Daniel, I'm being vulnerable and honest with you right now. That trailer actually made me weep earlier. <laughs> Not that it's... I didn't want me anyway! Uh, well, it's just the inspirational, like, you know, rise up against the obstacles and overcome it and show your vulnerability and become stronger and all that, all that stuff. That is the theme of our episode tonight. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, right now, all four of us are standing at the precipice of a silver shard. All of us. Uh, there's five of us. All five of us. Yeah. I'm still here. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Still here. Sorry. You're even. You're in the room this time. I'm I not, still I'm, just fucking forget I'm that you out of the safe, safe box. You are. Maybe that's why I don't recognize you. Um, <clears throat> the point is that all of us are standing at a precipice, okay? This is an opportunity for you guys to dig deep. And I know that some of you want to be fuddy-duddies and just shit all over Jake just to piss me off. But, but... This is a story about rising up and overcoming something, you know? It's an inspirational story. It's got the girl from Orphan Black. I don't know if that sells anything on anybody. But it's got Jake Gyllenhaal, and he is possibly the greatest actor of our generation. So I think that maybe if you're on the fence, or even if you're a little bit close to the fence, or even if you're looking through the chain links on the fence, you could think about getting over that fence and doing a, a, Just a unanimous silver shard to crown the strongest lineup to ever be on Trailer Pro Podcast. Obviously, I'm excited. Let's let's do this. Okay, I'm ready. Intern? Uh, I love emotional journeys. And I really like seeing a character go from one place being very, very low and uh, ending in a, another place being not so very low. And I think that he will be stronger, but I really hope that at the end he's not celebrating life. And I love that I have no legs. I will be excited because I want the emotional journey to continue. 
he will not win an Academy Award for this. Excited. Ivan, I'm not ready for Amanda and Daniel to <laughs> talk yet. Go ahead. <laughs> are you ready for Ivan? Are you ready? Ivan's like, oh, this fucking sucks. Uh, are you gonna Are you gonna say worried? If you're gonna say worried, then we'll go to someone else. Oh yeah, I was going to. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, go ahead. I just uh, like emotional movies are they're great, mm-hmm. but um, this isn't a story that I'm really invested in, or do I really care or think about? So I feel like it's doing it just for the sake of. Um, the u.s being a little like in conflict right now and they're just kind of throwing it out there to try and bring the country together so they meaning jake gyllenhaal (laughs) wow the movie industry as a whole so uh, i hope you were equally as hard on patriots day starring mark Wahlberg. (laughs) oh yes don't worry i was so i'm just gonna have to go worried oh you son of a bitch Okay, it's ruined. Okay, it doesn't matter anymore. Amanda, I know, I know, he's a Bruins fan. I know that probably was too much. It's it's uh, it's low hanging fruit to me. They make these movies pretty quickly, like contemporaneously with the event, and so to me, it's like uh, that wasn't long enough ago. Like it's still kind of fresh ish, and it's just a grab at an audience about a story that no one, I don't fucking care. Like it's sad that, that it happened, that the, 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 it was a tragedy, but I do have an issue with turning in, turning someone into a hero just by virtue of being in a place. And uh, yeah. And then he's just going to be paraded around every Boston sports arena. Uh, and uh, God, he's not going to win an Oscar for this. And but I'm sure he'll deliver a good performance because he is a great actor. I am on board with that. But it just seems like a bad choice again for him to try to win something. It's I'm He's, not I'm not Jake, with it. Jake doesn't try to no. win things. That's this true. This is Jake's World Trade Center. Let's be honest. He just he just he just, <laughs> try, he just does things that interest him and that challenge him. He doesn't I'm care glad about you the know him accolades. personally. He doesn't care about the accolades. He really doesn't because he's had the opportunity to parade himself around to try to get Oscars and just yeah. hasn't done that. Well, no, I don't know him personally, but I have. And being in all honesty, I have listened to a lot of interviews with him very, yeah, in, he, very intently. And, and very, he knows working with deficiencies. <laughs> like bubble my Boy, open. Uh, Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> he honestly just, you know, from listening to interviews with him, I don't I personally don't think that he gives a shit. I think he's just, yeah. Just, well, maybe uh, he doesn't, but if he if uh, he wants to at least go down as a great actor, I think he could make better choices of, of movies. Like whether or not he cares about winning stuff is irrelevant, truly, because um, he is better, I think, than some of the things he's chosen to do. That's true. If you spend too much time not chasing the Oscar, you end up as a Scientologist. It's <laughs> 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 inevitable. <laughs> It's inevitable. Yeah, I'll cap this with a big old fat worried. (laughs) (laughs) I actually personally hate this kind of shit, which is like turning an event that is indicative of like a much larger cultural national discussion and just like watering it down, just packing it into a sloppy snowball of like, look at this sad guy lost his legs and his bitch that feels guilty about it. Jeff Jeff Bauman is listening to our podcast right now, and he's like, he's like, 
Dude. <laughs> Bro. Dude. These are real people, you fuckheads. Bro. No, these, that's the whole point. That they, these are real people. And this thing happened for a reason. And it, this movie talks zero about that. And it's just about how sad he is the whole because time. Because that's the story. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's that's the story, story within the larger story. I don't care about that story. He's not CIA agent... Jake Gyllenhaal going after the Boston Bombers. He's is this the sequel to what was that movie called? Patriots Day. Patriots Day. No, not oh, Patriots no, Day. No, no, the Benghazi one. No, not the Benghazi one. The uh, time traveling uh, train explosion. <laughs> Source, Source code. Source code. <laughs> Source code. <Yeah. laughs> Back to the Future Three. <laughs> what? <laughs> Boston wow. Marathon sequel to Source Code. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the second part of Trailer Park Podcast, the Burden List and the Intern Archive Update. Intern, guide us through this process, because we are in need of instruction. Well, the Burden List is a list of items that need to be uh, something and appreciated in order to be removed from the list. Something and appreciated. Yeah, yeah that didn't mm. make I feel sense. like you're missing something. It's <laughs> because there's no words in front of me. Also, I'm blind and can't read, so it doesn't really matter if there's words in front so of me. So you don't, after reading the burden list... The 30 times. Or... Yeah. It requires the insight and understanding. Oh, I have a gentleman in order to be removed from the list. Yes. Right. So what really happens is uh, you guys fuck each other. <laughs> And then you decide to get lazy with your task and fuck us as well. Right. Tonight, so essentially fuck the whole game. Uh, yeah. Tonight is going to be the last... Fucking? Of from me to you guys, yes. Oh. Will be oh, the, oh. the final fucking. intern fuck Ooh. Okay. to the burden list. So it can really? go back was, to normal. I was secretly using you as my, leap, as my loophole. Because I think inevitably you would just put things I'd rather watch than Nathan on the burden list. So just, <laughs> those. Uh, yeah, uh, Ivan, just quickly, can you just peruse uh, Daniel's burden list and tell me if, if you're offended by anything on there or if you'd have a hard time picking something? Brothers. Offended? Uh, no. Well, I don't Midnight Special. Maybe Star Crash? <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, that's probably Daniel's like favorite <laughs> item on that list. So. <laughs> yeah, I figured it's my yeah. I had to fight Amanda not to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Star Crash. <laughs> it's got David Hasselhoff in it. Oh, well, so that's, that makes everything yeah, better. That changes everything. Never mind. All right, okay. <laughs> yeah. So basically, we have to watch a movie on each other's list. And once we do that, you know, it'll stay the same size. Or at least that used to be the rule until the interns started bending us Just over and throwing extra movies on there, throwing a tantrum. We di- we didn't say anything because the CEO didn't support us, and you know, yeah, Just yeah. Like, parent company kind of stepped back and watched the oh. shit show play out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> Dale put so much effort into keeping it at five, didn't he? You guys yeah. want to just give him a little yeah support there? It was a good effort. Yeah. 
for sure. You're only yeah. at seven. It's okay. Yeah. But look at all the extra fun stuff you got on there. Probably just makes him <laughs> sick to himself. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So first you guys go up on each other. Then you guys go down on each other. So normally you have some options to add to this uh, ever-expanding list. So, um, Daniel, do you have some options for Nathan to add a movie? I do. And whenever you say going up on each other, I always imagine it's like a lollipop blowjob where you can only lick from the base to the tip. You can't suck. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Like, <laughs> Also known as the Aronofsky. So... Can you Nofsky us with some options? Are you Nofsky? Okay. Are you Nofsky? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I have three B horror movie staple actors Hmm. and three different kinds of horror films that they've done. Each of them have all three done the same kind of three. And we're going to try to whittle these down. Okay. Okay. All right, Nathan. <laughs> uh, you stumble sweaty out of the forest. You can see the shadow of a large building in the distance. As you approach it, it reveals itself. Is it a long abandoned castle, an eerie small town police station, or a condemned government housing building? Government housing building. As you try to enter the building, you notice that there are three doors. One small enough to crouch through, one normal sized door, and one gigantic door that you could fit many of yourselves through. Which one do you take? Gigantic door. Wow. <laughs> That's brave. expect this turn. <laughs> right away. <laughs> Immediately upon entering the condemned government housing building through the large door, Nathan, you come across a person blocking your way. Is that person a wizard, an undead priest, or an ancient genie? Wizard. The wizard is wearing a robe. What color is the robe, Nathan? Do I have options? The main colors. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing a taupe robe. What is that, like a pink or a beige? Okay, we'll go aqua. Okay, I can work with that. All right. All right, he lets you know that you're about to endure a challenge, Nathan. He's offering you three different types of vague challenges. It's up to you to choose one of them. Do you take the path of extremely painful choices? Do you take the path of forceful physical sacrifice? Or do you take the path of random bad luck? There's always pain and I just want to live. Painful choices. Strong. <laughs> You've made it through your challenge, Nathan. What is your reward? Do you have an increase to your wit? An increase to your good looks? Or do you develop a sultry, sexy voice? I don't think I can improve my good looks, but we'll go sultry, sexy voice. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that is, yeah, I can never, I ne- you never go the way I think. You never go the way I think, Nathan. It's because the- you make so many goddamn choices that I'm like, no idea what to do. I just randomly select. Yes, Nathan, through the, uh, my own algorithm that I've formulated here, which was uh, sort of a question, side question formula. Uh, you have chosen Tony Todd, not the one I thought you would have gone with. And what's the most recent Final Destination movie you've seen, Nathan? What are those? So you haven't seen Final Destination. <laughs> That's correct. You'll be watching Final Destination with Devin Swath and Tony Todd. Oh, Wow. 
It's like a A-list horror franchise here that you've stumbled upon. I'm Literally, if you had chosen like anything else, any other time, you would have wound up with a Jeffrey Combs or a Bruce Campbell movie. So, ah, oh, I'm okay with that. This failed. I'm okay with Final Destination. I know what it is. I'm curious to experience it. There's a lot of fun deaths. Chelsea will be on board to watch with you. Of probably. course she will. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, All it's right. literally that kind of horror movie. It's the epitome of, let's just make a bunch of creative deaths. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's cool. I can appreciate that. I thank you, Daniel, for your submission here tonight. Uh, I don't mind you going up on me. Uh, Nathan, it's your turn to uh, lollipop up on Daniel here. Uh, these are more, this is like a manipulative question theme. Okay. Okay. So we both went that route. Yeah. yeah. So uh, do you want to watch a movie that after watching it, Darren Aronofsky called the directing tandem his heroes? Hmm. Do you want to watch a movie about apocalyptic visions? Or do you want to watch an experimental film that has four frames of simultaneous action? Or one-time offer, because Jake has made an appearance tonight. Hmm. You can say the words nocturnal and animals to me. And if you say nocturnal and animals in that order, you will be watching nocturnal animals. Yeah. Man, I feel like the Darren Aronofsky compliment is a, is a trick. <laughs> He's got eclectic taste, Darren. Yeah, he does. And, you know, he puts things you wouldn't enjoy into an enjoyable format, but... Him reaching out and just offering suggestions of other people's work. That I'm not so trustworthy of. Uh, Apocalyptic Visions also feels like a trick. Mm, But your reaction says maybe not a trick. And (laughs) what was the third option? An experimental film that has four frames of simultaneous action. Watching four different things at the same time. Yeah, it could be great. I've seen it fail horribly, unfriended. And let's go Apocalyptic Visions. Daniel, you've chosen Take Shelter, starring Michael Shannon. Nice. (laughs) Netflix will be like, finally, you took one off your fucking queue. (laughs) (laughs) Same director as Midnight Special. Let's hope that lines up. Yeah, that makes sense. They both have the same sort of like, is it a horror movie or a drama? Or (laughs) (laughs) That was mean. (laughs) I don't really think any of them are horror movies. More more thriller, Thriller, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say this about Take Shelter. It has one of the greatest scenes. Like, it, I've taken a scene with me from Take Shelter, <laughs> that's good. That's and good. it will stay with me forever. That's good. We should talk about that offline. We will. All right, uh, gentlemen, now that you've lollipopped, it's time to go down on each other. So uh, if you've watched a movie, Daniel, did you watch Mindhorn? Are you ready for an apocalypse of justice? <laughs> Oh, I'm ready. It's truth time. I watched Mine Horn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, it was suggested to me. I was tr- I was pushing for Star Crash, and Amanda said, "Oh my God, Mine Horn is on here. Let's watch Mine Horn." That's how I imagine you would be if you were older and Australian. <clears throat> uh, what I loved about Mine Horn is that there's no like. I mean, there's 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 a handful of like of standout, laugh out loud, funny scenes, but there's no one that really sticks in my brain as standout. It's just the whole movie was incredibly charming. 
I usually don't like movies where one of the characters is just this like endless prick because the, it kind of wears <laughs> off after like 45 minutes and then you just really hope he gets fucked and of course he like gets the girl and everything works out in the end. But with Mindhorn, he manages to stay this like delusional asshole the whole time without ever like crossing my threshold. So everything I just find like I'm I, I've I've laughed harder at other movies, but I don't think I've ever chuckled. As much. <laughs> uh, how is the capoeira? The capoeira, oh, that's great, especially at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I liked it. Uh, I liked it maybe even more than I'm letting myself admit to myself. <clears throat> Who is that guy, even? And then the whole, like, thing <laughs> with him and his stuntman. Oh, that was fucking great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, can he burden back something that has been burdened by you? Of course. I don't think those rules exist. They're, uh, it's all, anything goes. No, I didn't burden him Minehorn, so he can't burden it back to me. Right. Mm. Yeah. You so. just have to burden it individually. Uh, right. Yeah. Shouldn't, doesn't he already have it? No. no. Didn't we, we, we both didn't get burdened Minehorn? No. No. That was, uh. Sucks for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to do it <laughs> in the future. That could go on the list of movies that he just won't burden to you, like does he, Turbo Kid. Does he actually see the truth? Oh, truth is seen. Well, because the it's like a parody of him being in a TV show and the killer or bomber or whoever it is, the terrorist, is demanding that Mindhorn become involved. Can he actually see the truth? Is that, is that the flip at the end? Like he's actually... A the, it's kind of like... Uh, you know, he believes that his strengths win him the case, but it's really just his inadvertent weaknesses that play like strengths. It, it's kind of bizarre, but, but, but yeah, you're right, though. Mindhorn is, he's a guy, he's in like a cross between Knight Rider and Magnum P.I., sort of hot Australian show in the 90s, and then he decides that he's going to like go off to America and go to Hollywood after three seasons because he's too big of a hotshot, and his whole career just fucking fails and just tumbles. <laughs> and he has nothing but Mindhorn and like infomercials to cling on to for the rest of his life until this killer in Australia or New Zealand uh, demands that he's the only detective that has the prowess to solve the case. And so he comes back in and plays Mindhorn. <laughs> And that's just that's one of the like highlights or the peaks of the film is when he's like back in character. He's like sucking yeah. in his gut with like these <laughs> girdles that he sells on infomercials <laughs> and he's slapping his little eye patch on. And he's like, it's truth time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds good. Yeah. <sighs> so uh, likelihood that you'll watch it again and recommend Daniel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You should yeah. definitely watch Mindhorn again. Like I said, not the funniest, but the most chuckles. But the most high chuckles. high chuckle rate. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, Nathan. Yeah, let's get science fiction. Well, uh, yes, I watched The Arrival, starring Charlie Sheen. <laughs> and you see the ruins, my friend. Why did Daniel want me to watch this? Because it's the mother fucking Arrival. <laughs> I mean, where do you even begin? First of all, obsessed Char Sheen is sweaty and manic. Throughout almost oh, yeah. <laughs> almost the entire movie, which is every scene, Nathan, which is awesome. Every scene, yeah. There's a lot of camp from the sweaty balcony post sex scene with Terry Polo to the young sidekick Kiki, <laughs> who turns out to be a fucking alien at the end <laughs> and pulls the old hyperextension grasshopper leg move. Oh 
old chicken legs. After being shouted out by Charsheen from the edge of the gigantic dish, and he gallops off across the desert into the goddamn sunset. That's probably, uh, you know, I was pretty tired last night, but when it got to that scene, I perked right up, and I was like, <laughs> you, yes, <laughs> gallop, Kiki. Go, Kiki. <laughs> Go, Kiki, gallop. Do it. And... And fucking Charshian's got Terry Polo around his arm, and he's like, I'm going to expose you. Mm, I'm going to tell the whole world about you. With my mother lesbian girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of, lot of short-haired hairdos. Oh, no. This movie is, like, just fucking 90s. Like, just screaming 90s. <laughs> like it's all global warming. <laughs> Women are empowered. And they're khaki cargo shorts and short oh, hair. Yeah. Everyone's got a goatee. Yeah, let's let's uh, yeah. For those of you who don't know, the concept of aliens terraforming the Earth by speeding up global warming is actually a pretty cool idea, and it does help to engage you in the rest of the movie with some anticipation. However, it's Charlie Sheen <laughs> in a fucking campy sci-fi, and there's a lot of wait a second moments that get tossed to the wayside because of how awfully good it is. <laughs> Where you just kind of say, fuck it, and unbuckle your seatbelt, because why not? Like the bathtub whacking attempt by the aliens in Mexico. That's a good one. He has one of those classic like B-movie scenes where he has to jump out of the bathtub, but he does it in a way that's totally unnatural to a human being to hide his junk. Yeah. No, I appreciated him leaping out, actually, of of the tub. But the amount of timing (laughs) involved in using that as as a whacking attempt... And have you guys seen The Arrival? Yes. Did you see that scene? No, I, I, I fell asleep. Yeah, you fell asleep, yeah. The so, bad guy has to flood the upstairs hotel room. Yeah. The upstairs bathtub has... The, the floor has to be saturated enough for the bathtub upstairs to fall down on top of the bathtub that Charlie Sheen is using. So they would have had to have enough foresight to make the floor wet enough to give way to a full bathtub and have it plummet towards Charlie Sheen and kill him, which he leapt out of the tub, cautious of his junk being exposed to the camera. Yeah. And why was he even taking a bath? He's sweating while he's bathing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the timing involved in that, it's a really terrible choice for a death scene. And how did he get into the taxi's trunk outside the alien compound? Like or open the trunk. I, yeah. Yeah. No, this, this like VW bug taxi comes by to like enter into this alien compound and he's like he looks over at it from wherever he is with his jeep and then they don't explain anything to you they just the taxi pulls in and he just pops out of the trunk (laughs) (laughs) it's fucking wild i'm like how the fuck did he get in there but you don't have time to care because he goes into the alien compound and this batshit crazy nonsense happens inside the compound and you just you don't have time to hold on to that (laughs) because he starts wearing like other another human skin and stuff it's really fucked up now the, my favorite scene in that whole movie and like my brother and i love this movie and we can reenact this entire scene together is when he's like <laughs> in the elevator and there's an alien with him and there's something that he says that makes the alien suspicious so the alien like kind of puts its fists on its hips and looks at him like <laughs> he's like nah nah yeah he like does like a clacking like a <laughs> But his reaction is just like, no, no thanks. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Charlie Sheen's like got a, a Mexican skin over top of him from this machine that like 
puts puts that on you so that the like the aliens step into this machine so that the skin gets put over top of them so they can go out and act normal in the in, in the regular world. But he got found out while he was in the compound, so he had to step into the machine to put a different skin over him so that he could get out. And he ends up in the elevator, and the alien next to him, inside of a human skin, turns to him and goes... <laughs> right? And he's like, no. <laughs> he, just shakes, he just shakes his head no, like, no, I'm good. Thanks, bro. I'm just going to play this off. Yeah. I'll make it. Yeah. And then the alien's like, that's... I don't know what you're talking about. Right? Talks to him again, and he ends up pushing the alien out of the elevator. <laughs> but I like his first attempt. And I also want to do a posthumous shout-out to Ron Silver, who is always up to no good in all movies. Oh, oh is he the... Uh... The bad guy. Ever since Time Cop, whenever, oh. whenever I see him, I know he's the bad guy immediately, and the arrival did not wait very long for him to expose himself, which was very satisfying. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's I, like I a, didn't know his name. Yeah, yeah. He, is the, he is the best at that yeah. stupid bullshit. He's like the senator guy, and Charlie Sheen goes to him with like this signal he found on this recording. And <laughs> pretty much immediately after Charlie Sheen leaves the room, Ron Silver's breaking the breaking tape. Breaking the tape? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. fuck you, Charlie Sheen. And there's so much. There's like weird government agents show up at the end with this weird sphere that like floats and sucks mm. existence into it. I don't really understand. It makes so much sense now because Kiki... The little black sidekick, he was, like, crawling into his attic. And Charlie Sheen's like, yeah, come on in, kid, and listen to what I'm doing and converse with me. But the whole time I was like, dude, he was just trying to creep into your attic. This kid's a thief. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? And then later on he becomes an alien, and you're like, oh, well, I see. Um, Terrible. But <laughs> the arrivals, it's worth it. <laughs> it's definitely worth it. And I recommend it to anyone. Who wants to just sit back and watch? Char- well, the the beautiful thing about it is that Charlie Sheen he starts off in a relatively you know calm mindset, but it ramps up and he starts sweating and it doesn't stop <laughs> the entire fucking movie. Like he just goes, and the minute you you think it can't get more batshit, it gets more batshit. So it's it's a nice steady like you you can't help but give in because it's you know. It's Charlie Sheen, and he's getting involved, and he keeps going and going, and it's good. I, I'm really looking it. forward to doing an, uh, the Arrival Arrival back-to-back <laughs> ah, double yeah. feature. No. They're so similar. No, they're not. <laughs> I just want to do it Two so bad. completely different movies. Very oh, different. Just wait for The Arrival 2. <laughs> the Arrival 2 does not star Char Sheen, so no, I don't it know. it does not, nor is it of that level of budget either awesome is it still like focusing on the same story like carrying on the fact that they're terraforming it i i saw like half of it a couple of years ago and i laughed myself to sleep because they it was just so force-fed they're just like has nothing to do with the original but they're trying to make it connect so they're like constantly referring to charlie sheen's character name and for like 20 minutes i was like who is that person (laughs) then i imd beat it and i was like oh it's the original character no, it's 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 very sloppy. Maybe they just be. replaced Zane. Yeah, that's fun. It I may, don't. It may it may be it, it may be great in its own right. I was laughing at what I saw. Okay. Well, I'm not opposed to the arrival too, but you know I'm not going out on my own. No, you're gonna have to give me a nudge <laughs> after <laughs> after Turbo Kid and Minehorn. Oof, yeah. Okay. Uh, intern, are you ready to update us? Oh yes. Okay. Let's see what this is. 
was a quick one. Uh, All right. So for episode 51, we had uh, Gods of Egypt, classic, giant (laughs) human beings. Still haven't seen it. Uh, Touched with Fire, which has relation to our loving Vincent. Katie Holmes, psychological fire. Yep. Uh, Mannix, it fall in love and jizz over Van Gogh's painting. Hmm. Um, Cabin Fever, the remake, hmm. where one girl can just not stop getting naked and fucking everyone. <laughs> Only one. Martyrs, I was planning to watch this, but some eye stuff came up and uh, Nathan, uh, Nathan didn't want to watch Martyrs, so that didn't happen. Was it the American version? The new one? Yeah. Eddie I think the- as, as long as you still watch the five movies, we can let it pass. We'll see. Eddie the Eagle, which was uh, entertaining at the time, but the more I think about it, the more I think that I will forget everything about that movie. Um, and Triple Nine, which I know Nathan didn't like so much, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, I had a lot of fun with Triple Nine. Oh, um, yeah. Triple Nine. Yeah, it took, it took a while. So the winner of this episode is Touched with Fire, and as I was thwarted from watching six movies, Nathan loses this episode. <laughs> because I wouldn't watch Martyrs with you? And uh, your punishment... Don't you fucking dare. Your punishment <laughs> will be to watch Hunting the Legend, the <laughs> worst oh, horror movie that has appeared on TPP so far. You are pic- welcome. I picture that on the far left-hand side for the rest... <laughs> Of time. <laughs> oh, is that how you do it? Mine's like the top left. Um, <clears throat> I feel like you were rewarded with Laser Team. Oh, that's And that hasn't said. been watched. And now it's time for punishment. Also, there'll be changes made next time. This is the last time I'll be burdening movies to you guys. I would have preferred Martyrs. <laughs> <laughs> or Touched with Fire. Yeah, Hunting the Legend. That's, that's the worst one of, of, what, 85 episodes? That's the worst horror trailer we've seen? Maybe it's I just close. watch it in like 10-minute segments. Once, once a week. Just, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, like that and Leprechaun Origins are the two, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> Although there still was the Transformers movie. What you, would you say about Eddie the Eagle? Did you like that? I had fun with it, but it's yeah. forgettable. Oh, yeah, big time. Hugh Jackman and Taron Edgerton, though. And it's it's fun to um, watch them try to pass off an Austrian ski jump as the Calgary Olympics. Yeah. When you live in Calgary, mm-hmm. you're like, nope. That's not it. That's not the Calgary Olympic ski jump. There's no mountain behind that one. Bullshit. It's just a little hill. That's a big. It's hill. funny. It's funny though because it points out that anyone who doesn't live in Calgary or is familiar with Calgary won't give a fuck. But everyone who lives in Calgary will be like, hmm, hmm. Those better be CG mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Lost our core audience. Well, um, wow. Um, the uh, the update's really been updating us lately. Yep. Super updated. Super fast. Yeah. Super fun. Did you okay? Gods of Egypt, any good? Gods of Egypt was a horrible, horrible piece of shit. My dad loved it. <laughs> Your dad loved it. Mm. Touch of Fire won Touch the episode. Fire was the best movie. I enjoyed it, but a terrible lineup overall. Uh, this might be one of the worst lineups. Yeah. If we're to go back, if we started with fifty-one, this might be from fifty-one to present. Well, you sharded this the, one tonight. The worst. So this one was strong. It's this true. lineup was very strong. Everyone was four out of five except for me and you, and we both agree that Jake Gyllenhaal is amazing. 
<laughs> Anybody have any uh, movie watching they want to share before we uh, say goodnight? Dunkirk and 70 millimeter. Oh, you did it. Dunkirk and 70 millimeter is uh, unbelievable. A, unbelievable. It's the only way to watch it, apparently. Yeah, I wouldn't suggest anything else. Hmm. Just like even the sound alone, I was blown away. It's terrifying. It's just, just like like the it, first I bullet. So did you jump tense. out of your seat? Yeah, I jumped for everything. Fuck. <laughs> But, uh, the whole movie, I was so tense. Like, I couldn't stop clenching. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty... It's good. Pretty dense. I'm still feeling hesitant. It's going to be out of 70 millimeters soon. Yeah. yeah. We just watched something. We just watched Lady Macbeth the other night, and that was on a lineup, and it was all right. I got no problems with Lady Macbeth. What about the other one that you liked more? Which one's that? Detour. Oh, yeah, we watched Detour. That was on a lineup as well. Detour is pretty good. Pretty good. Enjoyed. That's one with Ty Sheridan. I don't expect you to remember, Daniel. It's good, though. <laughs> I don't remember Detour now. Um, yeah. And I um, I don't think we've watched anything of note other than that since the last episode. When we talked about Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming, right? Yeah. Tip yeah. top. I watched The Great Wall. Oh! My oh. dad loved it. Your dad loved it. It's but a he piece also, of shit. He also loved Gods of Egypt as well. Yeah. Your dad just likes going out. He yeah. no, that uh, that was a home a home <coughs> rental. We paid money. He's an easy sell, is what you're saying. Yeah, uh, Detroit. I think was the last uh, really good movie I watched. Yeah. Okay. And Dude, Detroit we, didn't make a lineup. I know. I know. Because it was that good. Yeah. It also, nice. didn't do well at the box office. Yeah. That good. I, I saw riots and I saw political themes and I was like, Phew. I chewed my nails off That's with all this like overt Catherine Bigelow. Racism. Ca- I I think after I watched the trailer for Detroit, I said to myself, Catherine, Miss Bigelow, it's time to try something without guns because. But I she just does whatever think, her husband writes. I think you're obsessed. Well, that's and that's his thing is he writes about all that stuff. So maybe it's time to do something without him. Without him, yeah. yeah. Might be all right. Let's get back to Point Break. Yeah. Or the, you know, the re- reboot of The Arrival. Hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Something sci-fi. Something with people hyperextending their knees. Something. <clears throat> pull Jim Carrey back into this. I think I, I think Jim Carrey could hyperextend his knees. Well, naturally. Probably. Yeah. yeah, probably. Probably pretty good. I'm seeing something tomorrow. Do you know what that is, Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> Do I know what you're seeing tomorrow? Yeah, you're seeing Logan Lucky. Yeah, that's what it is. Logan Lucky also didn't make a lineup because I just didn't think it would have conversation. Like, I think everybody would be like, meh, mm, I guess we'll see. Mm, I meh. am incarcerated. Yeah, Daniel Craig with blonde hair. That freaks me out, yeah. But yeah. it weirdly fits because I've always thought he had sort of a stroked out dopey face. So, like, Look, there's there's a few movies that come along once a year where I'm like, I feel this need to not put them on a lineup <laughs> because I'm afraid of it falling flat and not being inter- interesting. And I end up being completely wrong. And I think Logan Lucky could be one of those where I'm completely wrong and got good ratings. It's Steven Soderbergh. It's probably going to be decent. You're probably going to be like, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, well, well it's, it's bank heist, you know, it's well, not bank heist, but it's a heist movie following the, after baby driver so maybe that's part of it yeah 
Yeah, it sparked a long conversation last night. Much like, remember, Nathan, how you and I invented the Expendables before the Expendables was made? Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're like, why don't they just put all these fucking people in one yeah. movie? We we literally did years yeah. before Expendables came out. We were yeah. like, they just need like a twenty five star action movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was dark. It was smoky. There was a hookah. We were like, fuck, this is the way. Now, did they leave anyone out of the Expendables that you would have put in? No. Oh. Well, I mean, anyone that wasn't in was in it by the third one. By the third one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were like, like yeah, where's they, Van Damme? Yeah, where's, where's Gibson? Oh, there he is. Okay, yeah. all right. Okay, yeah. yeah. There you've got the tertiary ones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they're bringing in MMA fighters, too. Holy shit. Kelsey Grammer wouldn't Everybody. have thought it, but I'll go with it. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think the first one, after the first one, everybody was like, where's Arnold? Boom. There he was, number two. Yeah. Like, boom. Yep, they, and they start solve. going through all of them. Where's Jean Claude? Okay, thank you. Yeah. Well, the first one Chuck had Norris. to be Eric Roberts, right? Because you're like, eh, you know, Mel's not gonna come out right away. You gotta lure Mel because only Mel knows Mel. Eric Roberts is, is a fucking, yeah. makes me want to watch Best of the Best right now. <laughs> <laughs> and with and with that being said, thank you for joining us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow, the intern and Chelsea and I will be watching Wind River and and burdening it to Daniel. <laughs> and if you burn me wind river i'm gonna make you watch smoke signals look it up <laughs> <laughs> that's canadian you don't scare me he just put hunting the legend on my list anything <laughs> you put on there i'll watch before i watch that trailerparkpodcast.com at t park podcast at the intern tpp at oh um five gamers instagram yeah twitter. at five gamers on instagram <laughs> apparently they don't talk to you on twitter uh, is that what? What's what's the judgment and hatred about Twitter? Well, Instagram's where he puts all his nudes. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. That's okay. what's appealing about the podcast. Is right. That I'm nude the whole time. Right. Just him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Me and four of the dudes, or three of the dudes. <laughs> oh, it's four gamers now. Well, there's no, no, four. No, no, the fifth gamer's you. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. The, oh, the we go over this every time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every time. But I'm <laughs> the only naked one. Well, I mean, who knows home, what they're right? doing? Exactly. Everybody's just sitting there stroking. <laughs> In the nude the entire time. Five gamers. Check it out. Um, yeah. And then uh, at 100 Lunatics, sadsexstudios.com. Just, you know. Yeah, now, when are we going to be invited on Five Gamers? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of inviting to Trailer Park. That's true. And not a lot of inviting anywhere else. We play else. a lot of games. And you guys do play a lot of games, yeah. Especially Daniel. Daniel would be ideal because I would be like, oh, what game is that? Oh, what's that about? I'd be asking for explanation the whole time. You don't want that. No, I do the same as well. Don't worry. I don't play nearly as many games as you would think being on a podcast. About games. (laughs) Trust me. I don't watch a movie unless it's burdened. (laughs) (laughs) Or Amanda buys a ticket for you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you're going to see Blade Runner in the theater. Yeah, we are. Yeah. She's like, is it worth it? I was like, yes. Original Blade Runner prior to are you excited? 2049. Are they doing a double feature? No, they're going to go watch the 4K Ultra HD original Final Cut, and then they're going to fo- follow that with 2049, provided that Amanda is still into it after watching the Final Cut. Uh, uh-oh. I, 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 I let her know then. what she was in for. She was like, should we go to the theater to see it? I was like, it's it's visually beautiful, especially for its time. It is a, it is a dawdling semi-precocious sci-fi film so yes it gets a little sleepy and she's like yeah. okay we have to go to the theater or else i'll just ignore it yeah and i think that's important to note is always remember 1982 
everybody who applauds Alien and applauds Star Wars, yeah, they deserve their fair share of credit. But Blade Runner is fucking stunning for 82. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, I, was, um, I was talking about how it seems like magic. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the same feeling you get when you're like, why does 1993's Jurassic Park look just like Jurassic World? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except it looks better. That's yeah. that's a good one because, yeah, I remember, I mean, it's probably even more so the people who lived <laughs> in 1982. Like well, People it, were capable of making things then. Well, I just imagine going to the theater at, you know, a reasonable age to watch some movie in 1982, Blade Runner, and being like, holy shit. Yeah. This is amazing. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, very visually impacting. And I remember back, I can remember when I watched Jurassic Park because of that. Oh, yeah. Because I was so blown away by what Spielberg had accomplished. And now, in my older age, I'm like, Spielberg, <laughs> up the antidote. You're, you're being forgotten very quickly. Yeah, you're pushing 2017 computer effects on 1990 computers. <laughs> I'm like stunned. I feel like some sort of time warp or <laughs> fold over happened or something whenever I look at Jurassic Park. I'm like, what? It's crazy. That fucking T-Rex scene is still a go-to for surround sound testing. Yeah, it still looks like my, my favorite part as a kid. Still looks great, which is when the yeah. dude gets chopped in half out of the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good one. Yeah. And uh, what? Jeff Goldblum goes running out of the thing trying to lure the, mm-hmm. the guy away. And Sam Neill's like, Ian, freeze! <laughs> Apartments.com! The rain is coming down. It's beautiful. If you don't know Jurassic Park, you don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> Preach it, brother. Preach it. And thank you for joining us tonight, everybody. Have a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>